Hey guys, welcome to another episode of East Coast Rams Podcast. I am your co-host Ashton here with my awesome co-host Zach. Uh, just guys, if you want to go ahead and like and subscribe, uh, leave comments down. What's your reactions? What do you think the Rams are going to do in the draft? Uh, please help uh, kind of push us out there into the YouTube ether. And that way the algorithm can pick us up and all that fun stuff. How are you doing, Zach? Uh, I know you had a fun trip, not great trip. Results couldn't have been better, but I heard you got to meet a lot of cool people and talk to a lot of uh, awesome fans. Yeah, I got really fortunate to be able to get to go up to Detroit. It's only a four-hour drive. and made a kind of a big, long day. Um, left at uh, probably about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Got there about 3.30. You know, got there, got to do a little bit of tailgating you know, went to the stadium. So we'll, we'll kind of break all that stuff down uh, here, here uh, momentarily. Uh, but Ashton, how are you? Uh, doing good. Kind of finally starting to have uh, my uh, foot heal from having uh, ingrown toenail cut out. So feeling better. Uh, family's doing good. Uh, just getting through work. And I know people are trying to deal with the cold uh, stay warm out there, guys, and uh, hopefully uh, this winter storm can be over for most of America. Uh, but, Zach, we got a, a lot of news uh, coming out after the Rams lost, wild card lost to the Detroit Lions, uh, which I will say I did nail us losing by one, sadly. Uh, okay, so first off, Raheem Morris Popular man got another uh, interview request from the Seattle Seahawks for their head coaching position. Zach, uh, this guy was able to turn around the second half of the game. As you knew, uh, our defense was not great, uh, but able to limit the Lions offense three points in the second half and really gave the Rams a chance to win this game down the stretch. Uh, what do you think of Raheem Morrison? Do you think this is the year he finally gets hired? I mean, it has to be. I mean, Raheem Morris is just, he's been a real stable piece of this team for several years now. I mean, the defense is really what was, has been carrying this team this whole season. Um, you know, maybe not playing all four quarters really well, but you've seen it where they played halves where they have shut out the other team. And usually it's been in the second half. Um, Raheem Morris, he's just he's a guy you like. I mean, you watch all of his pressers, you interact with him. The players love him. I mean, you know, there's not, you look at other organizations and like not a whole lot of teams like put so much love into their defensive coordinator. And, you know, these guys just love him. And, you know, I don't know. He has to get a job now. He's, he's got many offers or not many offers, but many interviews with other um with other places, obviously, uh, one of the more recent ones is the Seahawks, which I hope he totally goes away from. I'm uh, really hoping he kind of goes on the AFC side of things so that we don't have to mm-hmm. um, see him as often. Um, but I think this des- definitely has to be his year to get a, get a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Another person uh, who's getting interviewed is Zach Robinson for the offensive coordinator job of the Saints. Uh, uh, just a comment real quickly on Morris. I agree with everything you said. He deserves a head coaching job. Should have happened 
two years ago last year. Uh, Zach Robinson, I thought he's done good. I think this is an interesting move from the Saints' point of view. Uh, I remember in that game, a big criticism of Saints fans was the lack of motion, lack of creativity in their offense uh, with all those offensive weapons, and they have a good amount there to work with. So it it kind of makes sense uh, that they would be going after. I'm worried, Zach, going into next year, our staff could be completely picked over, uh, maybe outside of LaFleur. I don't know if he'll end up getting a promotion. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously Robinson would be leaving. I mean, we had another big one, you know, Coach Hen- uh, Henny, he, he's he gone. Yeah. He's now going back to U.S. or he's going to USC. Um, that's that's another real big loss. I loved him. I got to I got to meet him for the first time again in Detroit. So, you know, he was, we got into the stadium and he was running stairs like he this this dude is a dog. And it was just just being in interact with them and get to know them a little bit while I was there. It was, it was just really cool to see and kind of, you know, really, you know, really don't like that. He's leaving us um, really thought that he could help, you know, especially with, you know, with the potentially of Raheem Morris leaving, he could also help be that stability on that defensive side, which I think the Rams definitely need um, as far as being picked over. Do I see them being picked over more than they have in the years past? I actually don't. Obviously, I think Raheem Morris um, would get a co- uh, would get a job, and who knows, he may be taking over some of the defensive staff from the Rams. We we don't know. Um, and obviously, Zach Robinson um, is getting an interview with the Saints, um, but I, I'm not I'm not feeling I'm not feeling super worried at least at this point that at least the offensive side is going to get picked over the defensive side. Yes. Because again, if you lose Raheem Morris, he could take some of his guys with him. Um, so that would be my probably biggest concern. He could also possibly take LaFleur too. That would be. So usually they don't, I mean, if he takes them as what as his offensive coordinator, usually they don't allow mm-hmm. that can be blocked by Sean McVay um, for a, you know, if it's if it's the exact same spot, they've done that in the past. Um, yeah, for players or for well, coaches. We'll see. Uh, kind of direction that uh, Morris goes if he gets hired. Uh, on the injury front, Tyler Higby tore his ACL and MCL, and Zach. Uh, it's hard to say, but it looks like he won't be back until probably past halfway of next season. Yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, obviously we could we could go and talk about how that hit happened. It was ugly. That was I mean, I am watching it right in front of my eyes and it looked painful. Um obviously when when you look at the hit because it was kind of in the air, you know, you really think that it should have been a penalty. Now whether it should be a penalty or not by the rules, it's not. But at the same time, like this is a, this is the same thing that happened to, to Hawkinson just a couple weeks ago um, against the exact same player who who you know went low. Um, again, I'm not I'm not going against the player for doing the action, but you know it it was an injury that caused caused this, and you know it's it's just terrible for Higby. I love Higby; he's a big big person. A big guy in this offense who can you know block well catch well things like that um so it's really disappointing hoping he's going to have a speedy recovery um for sure um as far as how this affects the rams obviously you know we have davis allen who has 
really shined, especially in the second half of the season. Um, so, you know, I really think that we're going to be looking to him to kind of offset losing Higby, at least for that, you know, front half of the, the 2024 season. Yeah, uh, I think this was a up and down year for Higby. A lot of struggles. I know he was injured the first half. Uh, this sucks, man. Uh, but he has definitely shown limitations health-wise. So that's why I was hoping they would draft tight end. They got a tight end. And uh, we'll see what Davis Allen has. He'll have a more prominent role next year. And, you know, he showed a lot of flashes, a few bad moments. But for the most part, like, a lot of promise. And uh, he'll get opportunity and it's next man up type of mentality. Kyron Williams had surgery to bro uh, repair his broken bone in his hand, uh, which apparently he broke, I think, in the second quarter or early third. I can't remember. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. So, like, again, we can kind of dive into this once we get into the game itself and kind of my, my reaction. But, like, I was actually relying on you for a lot of some of the injury updates that were happening throughout the game because, A, they weren't announcing that. I never heard one time that so and so is, you know, whatever it was Kyron Williams or whoever was questionable to return. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw the blue tent go up for, you know, a couple of the, the times that they needed it. And again, we'll talk about that. But it was really hard to know who was, you know, who was injured. Obviously, I could tell just by the personnel on there. When you see Ben Skoranek, you see Ronnie Rivers, um, you know, you see Tutu Atwell playing more on the field than you know in previous weeks and puka nakua and cooper cup you know were not on the field consistently you knew something was up and obviously when kyron williams when it was really ronnie river show for a good portion of the time you knew kyron williams was definitely injured and kind of very surprised that he actually came back yeah <clears throat> who did good by the way we'll, we'll say ronnie rivers did a respectable job of yeah. filling in he did uh yeah, and McVeigh will be back. I didn't think this was in doubt, but uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that was expected. I mean, Stafford, or, uh, or we're talking about, we're talking about Sean McVeigh. Sean McVeigh being back um, should not surprise any of us. Um, I think he's really fully committed to this team. I don't know why you would go into, you know, go one more year into this if if you knew that even though i think internally they knew that this team was something special they did know that this was going to be a rebuild year they were limited on their resources things like that but they were able to adapt and they were able to use what resources they had and increase that timeline exponentially um and so 2024 2025 is really that open window now that the rams need to utilize to to its fullest. I mean, you still have Matthew Stafford. You still have Aaron Donald. You still have Cooper Cup. And now you have Puka Nakua, Kobe Turner. You have pieces now that you are trying to get to the to get another Super Bowl. And having Sean McVay lead that charge is very important. And then obviously today we also had Sean McVay say that Stafford, he's hunt, they are 100% committed to Stafford. Stafford said in his press conference that I mean, he kind of was weirdly worded, but he basically said he has plans on being back in 2024. So, yep. Uh, also, Puka Nakua 
congrats to him. He broke the receiving yardage record for a rookie in a playoff game. 180 and a touchdown, just a dog. Dog, yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more. So, Zach, for the main course, uh, the main event, oh, man. <laughs> Go, go ahead and uh, describe your experience, the atmosphere, yeah. and then uh, we can kind of jump into the game. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, like I said, you know, obviously not the outcome that we really wanted. Um, obviously, I, if you go check out my uh, social media on X, I posted a lot of pictures and things like that from the experience. And, um, you know, for the most part, it was it was really positive. Um, had a good drive up there. It was four hours. I had good weather conditions because I left on Sunday. Um, the roads were fine, things like that, but it was a cool experience. I got to drive up there, went tailgating for a little bit, got to run into some of our, um, you know, cohorts that we actually got to meet in Indianapolis, uh, Dak, um, we got to meet Scoot who was on the podcast last week. That was pretty cool. Um, he was, he was sitting two rows in front of me. So a really cool experience to get to see him. Congrats to him on actually getting to meet Ben Skoranek, his his, you know, oh, his Rams awesome. idol. Uh, he got his Skoranek jersey signed and everything. So I'm super pumped that he he was able to get that to happen. Um, got to see Dak, uh, Scoot, um, the Ram, the Canadian Ram ambassador, Jonathan. Uh, got to hang out with him quite a bit, both before and after the game. Uh, so really had a really good, fun experience um, overall. Um, uh, with it, I got a little slide deck that I'm going to throw up here real quick. Just some of the photos that we took um outside tailgating uh obviously rambassador and deck um i got to meet tory holt that was super cool one of the highlights of my night um he was just hanging out down on the field and so he got to meet there's a bunch of kids that he got to sign their jerseys and hats and things like that uh did get to borrow one of the kids sharpies so that he can actually uh sign the ball in my hand so you know Really cool to get, awesome. you know, Tory Holt's autograph. Now he has to make it into the Hall of Fame now because I want, you know, Tory Holt, the Hall of Fame, Super Bowl champion uh, autograph. So that was really cool. Um, Ford Fields is really nice. It's smaller than I would have expected it to be. Um, really, like, not a whole lot of seats, it felt like. it. Like, everything was basically two levels. It was the main level and then one above it. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, even though it was indoor, it was pretty chilly. Uh, I was still layered up pretty well in the stadium and was comfortable. Uh, but definitely before all the fans got in there, um, it was, it was, it was pretty chilly, but, uh, still a nice facility, uh, really enjoyed it. Um, there, because of that kind of setup, there really is no bad seat in this stadium. Uh, so I thought that was, um, Overall, the stadium was really cool. Uh, took a photo of my seats, um, things yeah. like that. Uh, got to, again, you know, gotten to see some of the coaches. Like I said, got to, you know, see um, Coach Henderson and got to see Audrey Pleasant um, and and all and all sorts of things. And then, obviously, afterwards, uh, ran back into uh, Jonathan and uh, we got to meet uh, Alaric Jackson. Super cool dude. We got to talk to him for uh, you know, quite a few minutes. Um, just again, you know, some of these guys, you know, you kind of feel kind of intimidated because they are bigger dudes, you know, they're, they're all offensive linemen. They're like true dogs and stuff like that, but super chill guy. Um, super, super happy about that. Um, you know, got to see some other players, uh, obviously got to see Kobe Durant, um, got some good, 
quality time, just watching the players practice, uh, things like that. And then we also got to meet, you know, potentially the defensive rookie of the year, Kobe Turner. And again, another one of those cool guys who's just like super humble, just super grateful to be able to have this opportunity out there uh, to play for the Rams and things like that. So um, we also got to meet him, get his autograph, stuff like that. So again, super cool. Um, just a good, good atmosphere that, that it was. Um, obviously I think it was different watching it in person, like I kind of mentioned and uh, watching it on there. Um, I was in one end zone, which they never actually scored in that end zone. Uh, so I only got to see the field goals getting kicked there. Um, everything else really happened on the other side, which I feel like always happens to me. Um, <clears throat> so really the only thing I saw was the Higby hit. Um, uh, but we can, we can kind of dive more into the game here, here in a few minutes. Ooh, yeah. Rough hit. Uh, what, what's your uh, general reactions to the game itself? Um, so the game was pretty good. I mean, obviously our, the, the biggest concern with the Rams, the Rams should have won this one hands down based on the overall performance. Um, and I meant, and you know, Lions fans can get mad at me. They've been getting mad at me on Twitter all the time. I don't care. Um, but the Rams had this hands down. The reason why they lost is because they couldn't get into the, they couldn't finish in the red zone. They had two good plays with Puka and with Tutu, um, you know, on long, on a, on a long throw, uh, throw. But other than that, when they got to the red zone, that's when they flopped and that's when they failed. If they would have converted both of those touchdowns, this game would have been way lopsided and it would have been similar to what some of the other games that we saw where the Rams really would have had a good two possession game up on that if they could have got those red zone plays. Matthew Stafford was playing lights out 360, what, 367 yards, two touchdowns, Um he he played amazing, especially with some of the the hits that he was taking. Um, so again, I'm not going to blame the refs. I know there was a lot of no calls. I saw those. I mean, I, I I I watched Puka. That the one time that I should have seen a touchdown score was when Puka got held at the end. I mean, I saw that it was a clear hold, definitely pass interference. I get it, but I'm not going to blame that on the refs because the Rams should have taken care of business in the red zone, the two other opportunities that they had. No, uh, that's you, you hit nail on the head. We lost because of red zone play uh, three drives in the red zone and not scoring touchdown on any of them. It's unacceptable. You're, you're not going to win a game like that. You're not going to win a uh, playoff game. And I get it. Uh, we had issues running the ball. Uh, I know the Lions drafted for that. I know they focused on it. You got to be able to run it. Part of that was because Kyron was in and out of the game, the entire game, basically out the second half. Don't get me wrong. I thought Ronnie Rivers did a respectable job. We need more explosive backup back. I think I mean, Kyron has dealt with too many injuries, Zach, but we need to make that a priority to get a back that's similarly explosive so we don't lose opportunities like that. Because that, that was the majority of our red zone touchdowns this year was runs. And that's where you kind of saw a problem. We haven't been able to throw touchdowns in the red zone all year. 
outside of the Cooper Cup. And the Lions keyed in on that. We didn't have any other answers. Uh, we didn't have any other plays in our playbook to really score in the red zone. And it was kind of telling. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed again. Like, you know, we weren't getting creative in the run game. We were just kind of trying to run it down the middle. I mean, you know, Ronnie Rivers, he only had three carries. I mean, you know, Kyron Williams only had 13 carries. We didn't try uh, we didn't try too many like jet sweeps and things like that. I think we had one with Puka. Um, it blew but, up pretty and it, and, it, and it blew up. But like my one thing is like I get it that one play blew up, but try it again sometime some sometime throughout the game and just see if you can get some. Because Puka has been successful a lot of times in getting – you know, big yardage from a, from a, you know, jet sweep, you know, run. Um, I think that there was just, again, when, when the Rams were down 14 to three, we went backwards again and kind of what we started off in the first half of the season, where when we are down, even though we're down 14 to three and it's in the first quarter, we get pass happy. Um, and again, not saying that's anything bad because you, you go look and you look at Matthew Stafford and again, 25 for 36, you know, 367 yards, two touchdowns. Like you want, you have a good quarterback who can do it, but you need that run game to, to help yourself out and be able to get pressure off of Stafford, making sure that he, you know, he stays clean and stays up and stays healthy. Um, and so it was again a little bit too lopsided, and again, it was because of the injuries that we had um, with, with when Kyron and stuff like that. But I don't think they really gave Ronnie Rivers the real. With only having three carries, obviously, they didn't give him any real workload to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think between the injuries, the lack of red zone, and the fact that let's be frank, the refs weren't calling any flags this game. They well, just. They- in the second they, half, they were base. It, especially it was the, the second, second half. half. The first half, they were calling it. They the Rams did get lucky. I mean, with the one we got call, one the, bad. We got one bad call in our favor. Right then, the neutral zone infraction. That one was clearly Rams should have got hit with that. Um, but other than that one, yes, I don't. I don't disagree with you at all. I, I, uh, I do think the refs did did botch it but again i think it comes down to our play in the red zone that really affected us and because we couldn't run the yeah. ball and I, you know and and i and you know it could just because they were just they were having to use different personnel cup was out of the game for a while puka kept coming out of the game like we we kept having you know tutu and um Skoranek and again no doubt no no hurt to any of those players. I'm, I'm not trying to judge them and, and say that they're bad or anything, but like you're rotating your normal plays out. So you're not going to be able to have your normal run game. If you're always having, you know, two, two Skoranek and Robinson. in. if you have those three in your run game is going to suffer a little bit more than if you had Puka and you had cup in there. Uh, I think uh, other one that kind of killed me was that roughing the passer that should have been called. That was like, Two hits than getting stomped on, especially after the golf call. Like my big thing is consistency. If they had not called that golf one rough and passer, then I'd be like, I guess they're just not calling it. But it was like, it just bugs me. And uh, 
you know. Well, and you watch all the other games that happened this weekend, and they were mostly blowouts. And so this one really was the best competitive game so far. But yeah. you look at it, and Mahomes barely gets touched, and you there's a flag. Like, you know, Stafford has been in the league for so long. He's been hit. He's been brutaled, in, you know. And I don't know why. He I didn't just... think he was going to be back in. It, no. After I mean, that. It didn't look like it. I mean, I saw him walk off back, you know, to the blue tent and like he looks shaken up and I'm surprised like, I mean, I guess he passed concussion protocol, but like, man, I mean, I saw the hit at, like I could not see the hit because it was on the other end of the field. But when I saw the replays of it, of the close up after the game, I'm like, I don't know how that guy got back up. Like, but that just tells you how tough Stafford is. Any other quarterback, maybe other than maybe Mahomes. Mahomes, I think, also probably would have, you know, pushed himself farther to get into it. But really, there's not many quarterbacks who would have been able to get back up that quickly and back into the game of it. Yeah. Uh, Up and down game. Defense did good second half, did bad first half. Uh, We had a chance to stop them on fourth and one in the goal line. That that was a big play. I man, I thought they were gonna get that stop. It looked like uh, one of our linebackers. I I think it was Roseboom had the angle, just missed tackle. There's a lot of missed tackles. I mean, holy crap! Yeah. The first half was just missed tackle after missed tackle after missed tackle, and it was like, you know. Again, I didn't really think that we were going to have to worry about our defense so much. I, I thought we were going to worry about them in the secondary, and it was really kind of, you know, our up front where we couldn't get the tackle done really was just was just hurting us. Um, but, you know, again, when you look at this as the whole picture, obviously this team could have, should have, and could have, could have, and should have won this game. Um, and we would have gone up against the Bucks again, a team that we probably could have handled. Um, and so this team could have gone far in this, in this thing. And it's disappointing that it didn't, but I am, I'm looking forward to the future. I see the sparks keeping Stafford on board, keeping Donald for another year. Hopefully if he keep, you know, a lot of people are now wanting to talk about cup and will he be back for the 2024 season? Um, and that will be a future podcast. I don't really want to dive into that today, but um, having those three, and then you have Puka Nakua, you have Kobe Turner, you have Ernest Jones, um, you have a good foundation, Steve Avila. Um, you know, hopefully we can work out something with Dotson. Um, we have good players, and now we're going to have more resources to work with to be able to fix some of the holes and some of the areas that we really need. We need to look at the cornerback position, we need to look you know, at some more defensive linemen. We need to kind of, you know, reevaluate our offensive line and making sure that we have the best five. Um, we may have five of six. We may have, you know, we may have the pieces, but we need to figure out where do we need. We need edge. We need, you know, there are things that we need in the, and we'll talk about that going forward about the order of what we think our needs are, but this team has so much potential going forward that a lot of other oh, yeah. teams don't have. You look at the Cowboys. The, the Cowboys had so much and they should have gone farther and they lost to the seventh seed, which hasn't been done in ever. Is that right? The seventh seed has never won a playoff game. Not till Green Bay. 
and of course it has to be the Cowboys who, who have to experience that. You know, very few fan bases. I like to enjoy to see them have pain and the Cowboys is one of them. I was told it was their year, Zach. It was their year. I mean, it's been their year since 1995. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, what did I say, Zach? I I said this when we previewed the Cowboys game, they were not going to win a Super Bowl as long as Dak Prescott and McCarthy are the quarterback coach pair. And there's, that's not changing. And that's not changing. I mean, Dak doesn't know how to make pressure, pressure situations. And McCarthy is super incompetent. And I think that they, they are coach. keeping McCarthy. I think that they just said that today. Yeah, that's it's kind of nuts. So, uh, but anyways, this is the Rams podcast. We'll we'll continue with that. But you know, one thing I will say: the atmosphere was crazy. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about it. I mean, it was loud. Um, yeah. Would do I say it's the loudest I've ever heard? I don't. I don't know. But it I mean it was loud consistently. Um, I was surrounded by Lions fans, and I will say, ninety percent of them were, were were really cool. The ones I met, you know, it's always those ten percent, the ones that are the loudest, the more annoying ones. Those are the ones that kind of make the rest of the fan base look bad. And I and I and I get it. Um, you know, a lot of them had a little bit too much to drink. Um, so again, the fan base for the most part was really nice. A lot of booze. I I don't think I would have ever imagined. And I love Jared Goff too. Let me just mention, you know me, Ashton, you know me. You know I'm a Jared Goff fan. I he don't should have think... lost that fumble. I'm okay. just going to say that. I don't know if I would have ever imagined a stadium chanting Jared Goff's name that loud. I mean... Holy, I don't know if you could hear it on the broadcast, but every time he got back on the field, it was Jared Goff, Jared Goff. And every time Stafford would come on the field, it was boo, like crazy weird. Um, I get it and I get both sides of it. And I, I don't, it was weird and interesting and cool and chaotic and it was something, but just an interesting atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing about all this, and I guess the bad thing about us losing in the season coming in is Zach, buddy, next episode is going to be start of season four. It's going to mark 36 episodes, a lot of growth. Uh, I think first off, we should thank all of our guests. Uh, that come on last year we we really do enjoy being able to have fans have commentators uh you know have other podcast hosts it's just it's so much fun to get different points of view uh positive negative uh, all the way around and just be able to like have a really good community to have this discussion and go through this shared experience with and uh, it, it's been fantastic. Love doing it with you, man. Uh, every episode, we have tried to get better and better. And I hope you guys see that. Uh, 
feel free to like comment down below what more you could see us one do and uh yeah man it's been a wild year uh team <laughs> it was looking a little bit more bleak coming into a season but it was a lot of fun a fantastic year yeah, I mean, I mean, this was the year that we kind of really started the YouTube channel. Um, obviously, the first two seasons, we were really audio only. This season now, we kind of incorporated the video, uh, got the nice YouTube video up, and, you know, bringing on the guests have been really cool. Uh, we're trying new things out. We're going to... We're going to do some more things, more fun things. Maybe we'll hit more than 36 episodes um, in our next season. Um, oh, yeah. We got the combine coming up, which is going to be fun. Uh, we may try to throw out, we're, we're going to take a little break. We're, we need, I think we both need a little break. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work to kind of put all this together and get notes and stuff done. But I think, um, I think season four, 2024 is going to be the season where we, where we, uh, we break out. We're going to do some new things, some fun things, um, try to get more guests, different guests, maybe try to get some players, uh, former players, things like that. We're going to – I got some ideas, Ashton. I got some ideas, and hopefully oh, that we can – cooking, I, cooking. We're going to start cooking. And also, Zach, you know the cycle McVeigh, right? The, you know, make the playoffs, Super Bowl, no playoffs, make the playoffs, Super Bowl – no play just saying make the playoffs it's the cycle mcveigh next year so sure. i hope so hey, we got we got it, a lot be to be year. we got a lot to be thankful for we're thankful for puka nakua for you know really being our rookie of the year no matter whatever other stats oh, yeah. say um kobe turner being our defensive rookie of the year don't care what anybody else says having matthew stafford as our qb1 um Cooper Cup. Amazing throws. Amazing some, throws. Some of the best throws we've seen a quarterback make. Right? Like yeah, just for sure. Sure. I, yeah. Uh, so again, big thanks uh, to to Matt Stafford for being QB1. Aaron Donald. Uh uh, we just got to uh, let's see, Witherspoon. I'm giving I'm the whole team, you know, Havenstein, Avila, uh, Alaric Jackson, um, Kobe Durant. Um, hey, shout out Robinson. Hopefully he earned a, a pretty good contract. Like some of his sure. catches. He, yeah. He's good. Hey, Dotson. Dotson needs to be one of our free agents that we need to we need to keep. Um yeah. hoping for that. Uh thankful for Byron Young. Thankful for uh Hoyt. Uh let's see, who do else? Uh DK. Uh we'll we'll be thankful for him. Ernest Jones, can't forget, you know, Robin Hood over there, just you know, just taking people down um appreciate the oh, whole yeah. team appreciate sean mcveigh appreciate matt lafleur appreciate they fought um they fought Raheem morris uh, all the they, coaching staff the best game of the weekend by a mile a game that arguably they should have won and they took this lions team toe-to-toe -to -toe with a top five offense and you know you can't be any more proud for a team that was projected to have four wins by most four wins <clears throat> not by me uh, pretty sure i said 10 and 7 so uh yeah pretty sure i, pretty sure I, I have think, faith in this uh, team this whole year uh we'll just uh i think me and you can really pride ourselves on being very even keeled uh balanced when it comes to our uh you know we we take fair criticism of the team when we feel yeah. like it needs and we give fair credit. 
And, you know, most of the time, truth is somewhere in between, especially with this team this year, very roller coaster year. And we, I think, me and you, we've just done a fantastic job of, like, not being too homerish, as some would say, and not being overly negative when there wasn't a need to be. And I think, you know, when we were at three and six, we both were saying, wait, this team is going to turn around. Like, it's a better team than the record indicates. And we were right because the analysis was right. The good team was always there. They just weren't fully executing. They got better at executing. Schedule got a little bit easier. And we came out the back end of the season just hot. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep up that uh, very objective analysis next year. Yes, 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 yes. So in the meantime, we are still going to keep on producing content. It just may not be in video form at the moment. But if you want to keep following us, please follow us on our social media accounts. You can follow us on X at East Coast Rams. You can follow us on our uh, individual areas. I'm at Zach Mayer. This is at Rams fan Ash Ram Ram fan Ashton one um, on X. You could also also follow us on threads, um, follow us on Instagram, things like that. You can find all of that at eastcoastrams.com. Please make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please ring that bell just so that you know that you're always getting the most up-to-date videos. You can find that at youtube.com slash at eastcoastrams. Now it's the end of the 2024 season. We are looking forward to the 20, the 2023 season. We're looking forward to the 2024 season. Um, and we'll start off that here shortly with a lot of good fun stuff on the way. So Ashton, ready to wrap this up? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and just real quickly, we got the 23rd pick Zach. We the- might be watching the first Day of the draft for once. Is it the twenty third? I thought it was the nineteenth. I might have got that wrong. Sorry, they released the first twenty three, and we have the nineteenth. Yeah, that's right, nineteenth. Sorry. So twenty three was stuck in there. (laughs) No worries. So yeah, we are the nineteenth pick in the draft. So that's going to be super awesome. You know, we'll see. Maybe. Less need decides they want to sneak down the list a little bit and see what they can do. Uh, but we'll have all of our pre-draft coverage coming soon. We'll get our fun experts on here to see how the Rams or what the Rams should do. Um, and we want to hear from you. So please leave your comments down below um, what you were thinking about the Detroit uh, Rams game um, and maybe see who do you think that we should be looking for in the 2024 draft. But with that, we're going to sign off with our last Who's House? Rams house. Rams house.